Welcome to City Life Church, and this is our podcast. This is Pastor Dave Diefendorf, and we are so honored to have you join us today. Our passion is to help you discover who God is, grow in the likeness of Jesus, and lead well in this generation. I hope in this message, God will meet you where you're at and take you to the next level in your connection with Him and His kingdom. Enjoy the message. All right. You guys good? Good. Hope you brought your hefty faith here this morning instead of your watered-down faith. Um, but what a good morning. Uh, another praise report uh, from this week. Uh, our beloved Paige Patton got a clean bill of health from her. Uh, yep, 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 yep. She, um, she had a pregnancy with a few uh, after effects of bringing new life into this world. And so Anyway, uh, for the last month and a half or two, or three, I don't know, it's like so long, but anyway, she's been kind of down and out, but got a clean bill of health on Thursday, so praise God. Um, the other thing is, due to kind of the mayor's uh, pronouncement on Friday with uh, Kansas City being, uh, Kansas City proper being kind of uh, face max, we'll, we'll, we'll get, in, we will send information out this week as to kind of what we're going to do next week with regards to that. Um, so we don't want to get reported and we've got some fun neighbors that probably will. So, um, praise God. All right. Well, uh, with that, I'm so excited about what we're going to kind of go through today. It's kind of a special Sunday, so uh, a little unorthodox, but I think it's going to be good. So let's pray. Um, Jesus, we thank you so much for this time that we get to come and quiet our spirit and quiet our minds to focus in on you and your word. God, what you're saying um, God, what you're calling us to be. And Lord, I just thank you for the generation that you've borne us in. God, what a privilege. What an honor. And God, I pray that we would recognize that it is truly an honor and that, God, we would take up our call in a way that we maybe not have yet. And so, Lord, I pray that you would prepare our hearts as you have been already. Uh, to hear what you want to say this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, uh, in the midst of this storm uh, over the past few months, uh, we've been really just kind of framing, kind of dialing down on some pretty essential things as, as being a Jesus follower and, um, and this, this, these timely truths about who God has called us to be as his people and uh, aligning ourselves with the cause of the kingdom of God, because there's so many things in our world, and even in Jesus's day, there were so many factions and agendas and things that they wanted Jesus to kind of side with them on, but Jesus seemed to be solely focused on bringing a whole different kind of kingdom, and you never found him siding with factions, and I believe in this day and age, us believers need to be seeing ourselves as God's sons and daughters called up into his kingdom so that we can minister to a hurting and broken world. So, hopefully God in this last season has been dusting off your faith, waking you up a little bit, recognize, reprioritizing some things in your life, and across the board, I mean story after story after story, I've just heard so many testimonies about what God has been doing in this season of waking his people up and it's just been so marvelous 
So in light of that, we covered some ground. We talked about how to thrive in defining moments. That was kind of what we first kind of, how to thrive in defining moments. We're in a defining moment. How does God's people thrive in that? And then we, we looked at recently, we've been looking at how does a disciple of Jesus actually live? What are some hallmarks or some essentials or some characteristics of, of what it means to be a follower or a disciple of Jesus? Going back to the root and power of the way Jesus made disciples. And so what was his essential training package that Jesus instilled in his disciples? And that's what we've been looking at. So, um, you know, as we can kind of see from Jesus' teaching, his lifestyle, and what he put into his disciples, number one, we can see a disciple loves people. I mean, bottom line, disciples love people no matter who they are, no matter what they look like, no matter what their background is. Disciples love people. And it's so interesting that when we grow up and and we're kind of a little isolated from life, isolated from the world, but as we get farther and farther out, we begin seeing that, oh my gosh, humanity is the same all over the globe. The way God made the human heart, designed, being made in his image. Man, humanity. But we all have different stories, different heritages, different backgrounds that we get to learn. And our world grows. And we see God moving in different ways, shapes, or forms. Like, oh my gosh, he isn't just moving in America? Like, wow, blow my mind. But it's like as disciples love people. It's In Matthew 9, Jesus says that he saw the crowds And he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Man, if that doesn't describe this generation. Then he goes on, he says, And he said to his disciples, The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who's in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. His disciples loving people. And then we looked at a disciple uh, connects to and hears from God. Like this is the absolute fuel source. We can't, Jesus told his disciples, all right, now that you've got my gospel message, all right, and I've trained you for three and a half years, I was crucified, I raised from the dead, but then Jesus tells his disciples, don't go anywhere. They're like, wait, 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 what? We've got the teaching we got the concepts down, Jay, man. We, we're ready to go. But then it's like, no, 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 wait. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. You need to be connected to my Father like I am. And as in John 17, as Jesus said, God, as you've sent me into this world, God, I send them into this world. And we see that Jesus didn't do anything other than what he saw his Father doing or he only said what he heard his Father saying. Jesus, one man that turned the world upside down. But it's actually, it's not just Jesus, but if you look, it's his disciples. It's that first generation, second generation that within 200 years completely turned the Roman world upside down. Because why? They connected to God and heard from him. And they loved people. And then thirdly, disciples bring reconciliation Disciples bring reconciliation. It's a charge that Paul kind of fleshed out in 2 Corinthians. 
He says, God has given us the task of reconciling people to God. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. Praise God, and he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. And so we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal. Who? Through who? Through the sky? Through news? Who does God make his appeal to people around you through? You. It says we speak for Christ when we plead. Come back to God. And as an ambassador of God's kingdom with his perspective, we can enter into people's lives to fight for them, to grieve with them, to pray with them, but inviting them at the same time into a greater narrative that they've ever seen before. God's narrative. And the gospel is the only place where true and total healing can occur, no matter what injustice, no matter what offense, no matter what bitterness that's in your heart against certain things or certain people, only in Christ can that get fully healed. No governmental policy will heal that in your own heart. And lastly, last week on Father's Day, we saw that disciples, father and mother, the next generation of the kingdom of God. Disciples, father and mother, it's just what they do. I had a, uh, a friend of mine who, when I first moved here to Kansas City, uh, he, uh, he had done a, f- a couple church plants, and, and an interesting perspective he kind of told me, he goes, you know, you're not just a pastor of a church, you're a pastor of the city. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that's a little different, you know? And you kind of want to, you always want to think in kingdom terms, not just, you know. But it's like, God has called us to father and mother, the next generation. And that means the people around you, that means the people at work, that means your family, your own children. That means there's certain causes and passions that God's put in your heart. And usually it's about people. And so it's pouring out that father heart that when I bring, when I come in, I'm coming to shepherd, I'm coming to lead, I'm coming to mother, I'm coming to give the the nutrients that the people around me, that humanity around me has not gotten from their family. Because when you boil down into all the symptoms of society, a lot of it it comes down to the root of having that family Safety, confidence, security. And we saw in the prodigal son is what does the father do? The father covers the son. The father brings innocence and purity back to his son and he gives his son authority back. And that's what fathers do to broken image bearers. And that's what God has called you to do in the same way that other people in their life have kind of poured into you, spoken into you, coached you. That truly is what turns the world upside down. Not the hype and the pomp, but it's when people get serious about making disciples and, re- and just inviting people into family. And that's just even the picture of kingdom family. I mean, there's so much about Jesus' language that, re- that brought God the creator of the universe, into a family, into family language. 
And in our day and age, with everything going so fast, and man, we got to get results, and it's just like, man, lives take time to invest in, years. But the result is something so beautiful. Isaiah 58 gives us this picture of when God's kingdom family really starts coming together. It says, Then your light will shine out from the darkness, and the darkness around you will be as bright as day. The Lord will guide you continually, watering your life when you are dry and keeping you healthy too. Praise God. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. Your children will rebuild the deserted cities. Then you will be known as the people who rebuild their walls and cities. God's people are called to bring creation, not decreation. And there's a lot of language in our culture that is systemically bringing decreation. And so as the people of God, we have to be on the creation side of things. So, with this kind of being a, a unique Sunday, that was just a little sum up as to what we've been kind of covering. But how are we going to get there? How are we... How are we um, as a, as a church family, how are we going to get there? So I wanted to kind of spend the rest of this time kind of inviting you kind of a little bit behind the curtain, behind the scenes, so you can kind of see who we are as like a people and what is call, God has called us to be doing in this generation and why we feel that it's so essential. And so we have, we kind of say city life is a place where you can discover the transforming love and power of Jesus, grow as a servant leader and lead to advance his kingdom. Discover, grow, lead. That's, that's pretty much what we're about. Helping people. So, so I, I got a little vision. Oh, wait, just skip forward. Let's go back. Man, you have a big rollout, bro. It's all right. All right, pretend that didn't happen. No, I'm just kidding. You're fine. Uh, I'm just giving you a hard time, bro. You're strong back there. Serving to God. Anyway, um, so here's kind of like our little, our little setup. So discover. We want to see people discover who God is. We want to see, no matter background, no matter if you've been, you know, giving God a hard time your whole life, you've been yelling at him, angry at him, man, place to come in and ask questions, to play devil's advocate and say, what about, what about this, what about, but have a community to say, hey man, that's great, but we're gonna love you, but just a place to find God. A place to peel away the noise and find not only God, but your calling in God. How God wired you and made you, man. It, it, Paul says that you're his masterpiece. We've been talking about that a lot. You are his masterpiece, but it's, it's sad when people who are made in God's image, who are not yet kind of born again, it's like, man, it's, it's like that calling, that wiring, that potential, it's just like, it's like dead. And God wants to make that calling alive. And it's like, as we grow in Christ, we can discover who that is. So a place where you can discover um, uh, and connect to God's people. There's some amazing people around here. I don't know if you've met any, but they're fantastic. I think so. Um, but some tremendous hearts that carry a lot of kingdom vision in this house. It's amazing. And a place to discover... Uh, 
who God is even for Kid City. I mean, it's like that's a passion of ours that we're pouring into our, the next generation to have them fall in love with Jesus and not just, you know, paint pictures of Moses. And Anyway, so praise God. All right, discover. All right, next we got grow. So we're, we want to lead people into growing. We want to lead people, and this is really our kind of like uh, our, our main power center is life groups. Uh, other people kind of call them house churches, but we call them life groups here. Um, and this is, this is really where the magic happens. I mean, Sundays, eh, it's great. Glad you're here. But really where the magic is, is in these, it's, it's life on life. It's getting a little bit, a little bit further in the kingdom, but it's, but it's by a decision that, God, I want to grow. I want to I don't want to just be an infant Christian my entire life. I've been maybe surrounded by those people. My, I want to keep growing. And so, God, I want to take me into kind of adulthood. And part of that is just throwing your life into a life group. God, I, I'm going to learn, dialogue, open up, begin to kind of crack this thing open that I've been kind of hard time, you know, showing people. But as that happens, man, you grow with God. You, you grow with others. And then out of that, we want to see like discipleship groups. This would be kind of like small little pockets of, of three to four people where they're getting discipled or they're learning how to disciple. And, and, and it's in this kind of where really that life transformation happens. But there's this third piece, this third leg, uh, this lead piece. So the last two, we're all kind of quite familiar with that in our culture, but there's this third thing that we've been working on for a long time that just today, beginning today, uh, we're going to drop, and it's, it's our lead leg. It's how, do we, how are we going to train and equip people to lead well? And, um, and so we kind of come up with, uh, let me, well, this will allow you, us, I feel to go to a whole new gear in training and equipping the saints because that's really the goal of the church is not just to entertain you and provide programs, it's actually equip and train you. So with that, we're going to host these lead training camps three times a year, beginning next month with our parenting and worldview class. So three times a year, we're going to pause and for four weeks, we're just going to give an injection of uh, different types of camps. So different types of um, and so three blocks a year, two training camps each time, so you'll get a choice. There'll be two offerings, each kind of training camp, and so you'll begin to, you'll be able to choose. And so we developed kind of three categories of training camp courses. Um, and the reason why I use training camp, I, I just thought of that yesterday. It's nothing too sexy. It's just I remember going to football camps and baseball, or not baseball, lacrosse camps, and I used to go to camps and I was like, man, you go and get away, you get skill sets, you'd get kind of injection from some tremendous coaches, and then you'd be on your way. And so that's kind of the, that's kind of the vision. Uh, and so we developed three different categories. Uh, in, working about, t- looking about developing us, our soul, our character. And then uh, us, talking about, man, how do, I, how do I grow in my ability to kind of relate to people? Man, how do I learn how to communicate? How do I be a powerful person instead of a powerless person? And so we're going we're gonna to kind of lead through that. And then out, ta- looking, about, looking out. How do I begin to know how to minister to people? How do I 
you know, pray for another person? How do I see God transform the person that I really deeply care about and care for? Um, that's that's, uh, that's what's that going to be. So this is kind of a two-year cohort. And then we're going to have some special things. Once a year, we have a men's encounter over at, uh, out at Youth Front. It's awesome. Uh, and then women's renewal. That's some once-a-year things. And then uh, once every other year, there'll be a marriage retreat for the married folk. And we're going to get away and have fun. So, um, but that's kind of this, that's kind of this like two-year kind of like cohort training program that we want to see people get, get thrown into. And so part of that is their identity in Christ, knowing who you are in Him. That takes some intense kind of like injection of like, okay, I, I want to really get to know who I am. Then there's worldview, um, and that's what the, one of the classes that's going to start not next week but the week after. Uh, and that's going to be a fantastic course. I'm going to get to that in a minute because I'll, I'll detail a little bit more than Michaela did. But um, then loving your kids on purpose, that's kind of the parenting course. That's what we're going to be going through here in two weeks for the parenting course. And then Keep Your Love On, uh, a book by Danny Silk, I believe is one of the best relational books ever written um, in a sense of giving you language on how to help you better relate to others. And then we have uh, a real-life discipleship course that's kind of kind of lead you uh, through, how, man, how do I begin discipling people? And Ministry 101, just kind of a miscellaneous category of just throwing in everything in there. Oh, kitchen sink, it'll be fantastic. So um, let me tell you about this parenting course that we've got kind of coming up. Um, if you've got kids, if you're uh, maybe going to be entering into a par- uh, parenting season, or um, if you have kids, I mean, this really gives you some amazing tools and skills on how to parent, how to disciple your children, the way that Father disciples us. Um, and a lot of that doesn't get, trans- doesn't get translated through kind of tradition, but... Um, so it, it'll be fantastic. Now this worldview course, kind of that delayed pause, get everybody's attention. Um, that worldview course, uh, I'm, I'm writing it from scratch. Most worldview courses kind of get taught as like a philosophy class. This is going to be totally different. We're going to be looking at God's master narrative. Then we're going to be uh, diving into subjects like uh, family, marriage, sex, work, and human flourishing, uh, government, justice, and the kingdom of God, where we talk about Black Lives Matter and critical theory, and then we're going to talk about science, technology, and AI. Uh, so those are going to be the subjects that we're going to cover and looking about what's a biblical worldview. Uh, those last two items, I feel, are super, super, super essential that we have a biblical worldview in order for us to kind of move forward as God's people appropriately. Um, so... If you're not a part of the parenting class, please sign up for the worldview class. It'll knock your socks off. Uh, some fun homeworks. And, I, and one tool that we're going to lay in there that I think is going to be the tool uh, for conversational evangelism. Um, anyway, a couple weeks ago. But you've got to come to the class to find that out. I'm not going to tell you. No. No, I'm gonna, I don't want to rob you of that. That's wrong. That's like, you know... That's like a teaching, selling your teaching series tapes. It's like, man, God gave you that word. Just give it away for free. Um, but this phrase that I've been thinking about, so I'm going to put it in your craw, and you can kind of you know, chew the cut on it. Using the phrase when talking with people, this is, help me understand. That one phrase, help me understand, I believe can be the greatest bridge into bringing people into the kingdom of God. 
a beginning conversation of help me understand. Because it's coming from, from a heart that says, hey, I want to understand your story. Help me understand. I may not agree with what you're spouting off or yelling, but help me understand. Help me understand how you got there. And using that phrase will honestly will begin to open up an overflow of conversation. And I believe, anyway, help me, help me understand. We'll, we'll get to it. But as you can kind of tell, I'm pretty excited about this. Because um, I really do think that throughout this whole season, I feel like the Lord's kind of taken a little uh, veil off of the, the things that would gather our attention in January the things that we kind of got hyped up about in January, I feel like there's a, like a sobering spirit, not like a Debbie Downer spirit, but just like a sobering spirit of recognizing the moment that we're in. And I've been, and the, and the cosmic spiritual battle that's going on, and for the need of God's people to be so rooted in Jesus, so rooted in this Holy Spirit in this kingdom, that it's like, man... I'm telling you, that's the charge of this, this generation, is to which gospel are you living? So anyway, let's pray. Jesus, Father, I pray that, God, if there's anyone here that, that God, have maybe, God, they're hearing all this, and they're like, man, God, I, I know I need to start taking my faith seriously. You've been trying to get my attention. You've been trying to wake me up. But God, maybe the coin just fell this morning. So if that's you, just, just pray. Just say, God, I give you my whole heart. God, I give you any reservation that I've been having. God, these things that I've been holding on to, I give them to you. God, I repent of holding on to them. But God, I want your best for my life. God, I want all that you have for me. I want all that you died on the cross to save me for. God, I want to walk in it. And so, Father, I lay all that old life behind, and I step into a new life with you to be trained by you, to be shepherded by you so I can learn what it means to be a son or daughter of God in the kingdom. So Father, I pray uh, for us that we would as a church step into a whole new level of our design, of our design as a church, God, to train and equip the saints. So Father, I pray that you would uh, have your way with us God, continue to just pour out your spirit. God, continue moving transformationally in our hearts. And God, we thank you for, again, like I prayed at the beginning, God, we thank you for the generation that you've born us in. God, you've, we've been born for such a time as this. So God, let us be your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we hope this message has inspired you and challenged you to be the man or woman he's called you to be now and to see his kingdom grow in every area and arena of life. God is with you more than you know. For more information about our community here in Kansas City, please visit us online at citylifekc.org, and we'll see you next time on the City Life Podcast.